Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, August 10th, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Hockey. Grace, I feel like we have done a show together in person in this hotel before. Because I've stayed in this hotel before. Yeah. And I think you, we've done it like a floor down, I think, almost exactly. Almost exactly. One of us cried. One person sang. And then we probably saw a show. No, I'm just assuming okay. that's just exactly assume. what happened. That probably, that <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah, so we are here in my hotel room on 42nd. Yeah, this is 42nd. Yeah. Um, we're getting ready to head to a concert, which we have talked about before. I think we're going to do a little recording afterwards. I've got my more portable mic. Truly. And it's also, we do have to mention, no theatrical ties whatsoever for the time being, but we have theories. Well, hold on. That's not exactly <laughs> true. Yeah. You might not know this. The name Cowboy Mouth Mm -hmm. is actually the name of a play. They got it from a play that was written by Sam Shepard and Patti Smith that debuted in Edinburgh in 1971. So that so there is a, th- a theater connection. Okay, fair. And you and I have both talked about wanting to write a musical based on Cowboy Mouth. We've theorized um, it's basically a passion project. Go fund me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I've been I had I've had a playlist of the songs mm-hmm. like on my phone for a decade that I want to do. Anyway, if you want to hear all about that, head over to patreoncom Radio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon on Wednesday after I went to the matinee once upon a one more time. I came back and gave a deep dive into my thoughts on that show that is in the Patreon. It's a Patreon only. BWW Matt Travelogue episode. I Grace, I shared some thoughts mm. about where I think they could have turned this show around mm. because I love it, but it's not long for this world, I don't mm. think. The grosses aren't great. So I gave some thoughts on a little bit of the writing, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of the casting that I would have changed. So listen to that over in Patreon. Now, we're going to talk a whole lot more about stuff, but I'm going to dive into the news. There wasn't a ton of news, Grace, so we are going to get into the biggest story of them all and something that I feel like you and I got very wrong. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we got this one pretty wrong. <laughs> but yesterday, the upcoming Broadway revival of Spamalot announced most of its cast and we had theorized that there would be a lot of new people coming into the show because so many of the people who had done the show in, at the Kennedy Center were, as you often say, Grace, booked and blessed. However, pretty much everybody's back. So let's get into all of that. Returning to the role of King Arthur is James Monroe Iglehart. What's interesting about this, Grace, is that in the bio that came along with this, it still talks about the fact that James, and I'm going to quote here, James is set to star as Louis Armstrong in a new Broadway-bound musical based on the life and loves of Louis Armstrong called A Wonderful World, premiering in New Orleans and Chicago this fall. That was supposed to be happening in October, both in New Orleans and in Chicago. This show begins performances on October 31st on Broadway. So... I don't know what that means. I don't know if there's changes or if this is just an old bio and they didn't update it. But I think it is interesting, Grace, that you called out the fact that the key art was a person of color. And I said, it looked like James's facial hair, but it can't be James, but it's James. It's totally James. Also, Nick Walker, uh, who I, it, I don't think it was announced, but I think he was supposed to be doing something else at the same time. So it looks like both of these people. I mean, when you get Nick, you get... Uh, James, you know, buddies. So I think that that's a really good call on that front. But it was quite interesting to see a lot of schedule turnaround. Again, like Kritzer's still being attached as excellent, Smagula and everything. I know we're going to get into all of the casting, but fascinating turn of events. Um, <laughs> listen, some like some persuasion probably went down and I'm a big fan of it. Like get these people 
to the Broadway. Um, lots of stuff I know uh, turning around, but um, very exciting news. Yeah, so let's get into all of it. You mentioned Nick Walker and Leslie Rodriguez-Kritzer are both returning from the Kennedy Center production. Leslie played the Lady of the Lake and Nick Walker played Sir Galahad. Here's where it gets interesting. One person who has joined the cast in in the role of Patsy replacing Matthew Saldivar is Christopher Fitzgerald, who, I, look... The best, like absolutely the best, Grace. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be pulling on all the peeps, and I think that you're you're getting comedic geniuses all around here. Like, there's no weak link in the bunch. So obviously, like Harvey Guillen um, was slated for this role for Kennedy Center. Um, then, due to scheduling or what have you, um, that was Matthew Saldivar. And then now we have uh, Chris Fitzgerald. So it's it's been a crazy, exciting turn of events for this role. I hope that if you know there's if there's an extension in place or something like that, that we can get Matthew back on board. Um, he was fantastic in this role. Uh, but again, like it's there's no weak link in this bunch. No, not at all. And here's the thing that really interests me: we talked about the fact that we did not believe that Rob McClure was going to be coming back because he's doing Mrs. Doubtfire tour. That is happening. He is not coming back. He is not somebody who rearranged his schedule. But when I saw Chris Fitzgerald's name pop up, I was like, oh, well, clearly he's playing the Rob McClure part, but he's not. Rob McClure played the historian and replacing him in this cast is going to be Ethan Slater playing the historian in Prince Herbert. I guess maybe a decade or two from now, he would fit into a Rob McClure type, but not somebody who I would have thought to put in there. It is interesting that we are currently on strike. And one of the things that you said about this casting, Grace, is that we could see some TV and film people jump in here. It's these people have all worked on TV and film, but are obviously mostly theater people. I don't know if he finished filming Wicked. Uh, My friend of mine who works on the production said that they were like a week ish out from finishing. So it's very possible that Bach was done. So for, for all I know, Ethan was done. But if the strike ends and they have to go back, does he have to leave? We don't know. But it is interesting to me, Grace, we know your love for box. There are now <laughs> multiple box in Spamalot. That's right. Um, I mean, famously, Chris Fitzgerald, Ethan Slater. Uh, could there be more box? Yes. Uh, but I think it is cool to see Ethan. And I will say that due to like the historian of it all, I mean, maybe somebody saw Assassins and they said he's going to tell the story. Like, I get Listen it. To Listen to the story. Um, so maybe it's not so far off. But I think that, you know, guys in the in that age bracket that are kind of like 20s 30s 40s vacillating for the past 20 years I don't really think that it matters so much you know what I mean like I think that that role specifically is just you got to be funny you got to be fun you got to have timing and I think that Ethan has proved himself time and time again to have those things um should have won a Tony and that's that's all I got to say truth well and I feel like Chris Fitzgerald has been playing this age range for like 20, 30 years. <laughs> so uh, all, all that is good stuff. But the one role that they did not announce, and I will say is they like called it out specifically in all of the key art and the in the press release, is they did not announce a Lancelot. Now, Sir Lancelot in, uh, at the Kennedy Center was played by Alex Brightman. Alex Brightman is currently busy on Broadway at the Golden Theater being amazing and I'm, I'm not going to talk about the shark is broken until it's open because we can't do that there's a little bit of an overlap here grace um the the shark is broken is currently scheduled to run until like mid-november two weeks after the show uh, opens in previews at the saint james so could something happen potentially there's always the chance that that perhaps the shark is broken closes early uh, of course none of us especially you grace because you work on the show wants that to happen but 
I feel like they're at least leaving the door open to try to get Brightman in, even if that means that somebody else goes on for the first two weeks uh, and then he comes in, having done the show fairly recently for the couple, the final couple weeks of previews and then is in for opening night. That would be absolutely kookaluku crazy, but also kind of cool. Um, I actually have some theories on this as well. I think it's interesting that like that role specifically has a lot of improvisation moments and a client, a comedic genius really has to understand the flow of all of that. And I'm, I'm excited by and absolutely will not happen. I almost guarantee it. But I do like the idea that there's a possibility to have like a floating ongoing comic in this Mm. role. Like, you know, put Alex Edelman in. Put like, I I don't know, like what's everybody doing these days? They're not doing TV and film. Um, Who who knows? So I just think that there might be something there. um, But that's like my sweet, um, you know, green heart trying to do something. Yeah. And it's interesting because the person who originated that role in the original Broadway cast was Hank Azaria. So like, if you're going to get somebody who can just be insane on stage and improv and do a little bit of everything, Hank Azaria certainly fits a different type of comic than Brightman. But I think in the same vein, kind of like what you were talking about. Again, this performance or this production will begin performances at the St. James Theater on October 31st. It is currently slated to just be a limited run. We'll see. We will see. We will see what happens with that. All right. Well, again, we've talked about this a lot, mainly because it's the only big story. But the other story uh, circling around Broadway is the fact that El Mago Pop, which is not a Spanish language pop concert. It is in fact magic um, has added one extra performance. It will now also have a 10 a.m. performance. You know, I love an oddly scheduled performance on Saturday, August 26th. This is already scheduled to be a very, very limited engagement of only two weeks. But now you have one extra time. Talk about it like an early bird special matinee to head over to the Ethel Barrymore Theater and to see that performance. All right, one last feel-good recommendation, and this comes to us from the cast of Back to the Future, the musical. They performed on Good Morning America. They did The Power of Love and Back in Time, which I think is the same mashup they did at Broadway and Bryant Park, I believe. So um, very cool, very fun. I'm seeing that on Friday, so very much looking forward to that. All right, Grace, before we get out of here, what is your favorite Cowboy Mouth song? Oh, no, I think Jenny says. Jenny says, if you're unfamiliar, like if you have ever heard Cowboy Mouth, this is probably the song that you know. Like I remember when this song was on the air. This was before I knew who Cowboy Mouth was. Like when I was in, I guess maybe like seventh, eighth grade ish. Um, this was like, oh maybe not. I, I'm I, I'm forgetting the times. But anyway, this is like the one song that they had that was a semi hit. Um, but that's a good one. I um, I like. I think it's hard for me to pick, but I'm gonna go take me back to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I, I love that song. I love a good, good pathos song, but we will be rocking out. Do you have any red spoons? You do. There's a thing with red spoons. Okay. And Grace is digging into oh, her Mary so Poppins weird. bag. That's so weird. Cause I had already ordered these a month ago. Oh my God. The fact that you put it on Twitter and said that, do you have red spoons? And I was like, Matt, I ordered like 20 <laughs> red spoons. See, I was just thinking you'd go to a dairy queen and grab a few spoons. I'm not chancing this shit, Matt. Okay. <laughs> We're doing Fair enough. All right, we have Red Spoons. If you know Cowboy Mouth, you know what they're for. Um, we're a little far away for it because um, we're like in the seat seats, but either way, we will see. 
All right, everybody, you can hear more about everything that I'm doing here in New York over on Patreon at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Thank you for listening. Um, oh, what do I have to say? Oh, that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me on everything at Matt Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all forms of social media, unfortunately, at It's Grace Hockey. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.